You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, July 20th. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or launched last month, Just Baseball, really great website. Have another piece coming out there pretty soon. Or maybe if pop culture entertainment is your sort of thing, you could check out my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, and more, and hopefully many more to come. I uh, actually just wrote an article for Nerdist about the game Final Fantasy X and how it helped me uh, kind of communicate better with my dad. Uh, it was a very heartfelt uh, piece and very important to me. So you guys can check that out. I'll link it in the bio just in case you – and for any of my game heads out there, I guess. But most importantly, guys, of this year Lockdown Padres podcast, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, guys, hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. Love to get back to you on the show. Really, really cool stuff. Love interacting with you guys. And for today's show, guys, it is brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects. It's MLB draft season. Just had the draft last week. It was really great. It was really lovely. And Locked On MLB Prospects, well, it's a great podcast, and it's covering every future star of the Major League Baseball League. Really cool stuff. Host Armlin brings you player interviews, farm system breakdowns every day. So subscribe to the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And for today's episode, guys, going to be uh, there wasn't a game last night. I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, there was a little bit. It got rained out, so it was postponed. We're gonna have a double header on Wednesday, which makes Wednesday a lot more fun to look forward to. But for now, we don't have a game to re- recap. So instead, just gonna be talking really quickly about some names uh, that have emerged, I guess, in trade deadline season that I just think are interesting. Not necessarily that are gonna be Padres trade targets. Uh, they certainly could be, but they're um, not not guys that I foresee them being able to go after uh, big time or anything like that. So we'll see, but we're going to talk about that. And then pleased to be talking to uh, Mr. Dylan Short of Lockdown Braves. That will be the majority of today's podcast. So really cool stuff, guys. Got a lot to go through. It's going to be a chunky boy. But for now, guys, let's get into it. Let's talk about some some of the, the developments in the trade world, all right? So there's two things. Actually, there's three things, three separate areas, okay? The first area is, I don't know if you guys have been following, but Byron Buxton of the Minnesota Twins, who is uh, a, a star caliber player who, unfortunately, is basically the Troy Tulowitzki of outfielders. For those who don't know, Troy Tulowitzki was literally a Hall of Fame talent that just could not stay healthy. If maybe you aren't familiar with him, maybe you're a little bit newer to baseball, which is fine, uh, like a Giancarlo Stanton, maybe, or something like that, right? Uh, these guys that just can't seem to stay healthy, even though they have a lot of talent. Byron Buxton is kind of like that, and this year it looked like he'd finally broken out from the offensive end of things, and then he got hurt. And reportedly, the Twins are trying to work out an extension like a a 70 million extension and if that doesn't work they need probably become a trade name I think he's interesting to note he's an elite like one of the best defensive players in the league and that's why he always no matter how poor his bat can be he's always in the lineup even though this year it looks like he finally figured it out from that perspective 
I think it's an interesting story to follow. I do think I'm more inclined to believe that the Twins are going to sign him. I think the Twins are saying, screw it. He literally makes that team better. Good clubhouse chemistry sort of guy to have. And it's just, even though the Twins look like they're going to be a little bit of a rebuild, it's a nice guy to at least take a shot on, right? And the health is really bad, guys. Like, let me let me be clear. The health is really, really bad with Byron Buxton. He played 46 games in his rookie season in 2015, which I can't remember if just because he was called up late. In 2016, he played 92 games. In 2017, he played 140 and had okay numbers, 253 average, 314 on base, hit for some decent power, started to show it, especially towards the end of the year, and swiped 29 bags, which is crazy, and only got caught once, which was nice. 2017... Uh, I'm sorry, 2018 then, he only played 28 games. 2019, he played 87. 2020, he played 39. That's right, even in a shortened season, he couldn't stay healthy for the full way. And then in 2021, he's only played 27 games, even though his stats, when he was playing, 369 batting average, 409 on base, 767 slugging. It's an OPS over 1,100. He was absolutely just destroying, destroying the ball. And I will say this about Buxton is that He's a good player with lots of talent, and he's still young at 27 years old, so it's not like it's impossibly bad for them to like give him some four-year, $70 million extension. But I will say, this is the first year we've kind of seen the bat become elite. You know, this is a guy that's whose on-base percentage has never been above 314 before in his career. So I'm just saying, like, if you want to look at it from that perspective, let's calm down before we act like this 27-year-old uh, and what we saw from this season is going to be the future of him. Could be. It very much could be. But bottom line, I think the Twins should take a flyer. But if he doesn't, that's a name to look out for, for sure, for every team. For every team, because I do think that it is at least worth the gamble. One, because the offensive potential, and two, I mean, bottom line is that she's so gifted defensively, and he's a former number one overall prospect. He's been a number one overall prospect for people in people's minds for years. I mean, he's been up there forever. I mean, in high school, I remember hearing about this guy. So, Byron Buxton, a name to keep an eye on. Another name to keep an eye on is Starling Marte, who could not come to an agreement with the Marlins, despite the fact that. Um, he apparently wanted to retire a Marlin. He was really enjoying it there. The guys love him in the clubhouse. One of the most consistent, unlike Byron Buxton, one of the most consistent outfielders in all of baseball. While the upside might not be as high as Byron Buxton's, he's a solid 280 hitter. He can steal bags. He can hit for a little bit of power. And he plays a pretty good defensive glove, even though he's getting a little bit up there in age at 33 years old. I'm surprised that the Marlins are going to want to extend him. But then I'm not surprised because the Marlins can be a little bit of a clown fest sometimes, no matter who's in charge. Uh, and I'm going to be talking more about him with Arm Layton probably later this week uh, since the Padres play the Marlins for a little bit of a Marlins crossover. So that should be a lot of fun. But that's a name that I think, unlike Buxton, I am very sure uh, now that there's no uh, contract extension talks. I think he's going to get traded. I think he's going to get traded for something that isn't too much. Is he someone the Padres should look into? Yeah, I absolutely think so. He would not cost nearly as much as Joey Gallo. And while he would not have the the guaranteed uh, tenure if he was traded to the Padres because he's still in the arbitration years, uh, Star Marte is very good, and he might even be worth that extension because it wouldn't be uh, too much money. So that's someone that they should definitely look into. Good clubhouse, good, but just consistency. Very, very consistent. Like, absolutely. So we'll see if the Padres look into that, but keep an eye on him. And then the last kind of guys that I want to mention are Emmanuel Clace and James Karinjak. And basically, the only reason I bring those guys up is because there's certainly a lot of teams in baseball looking for relievers, and those two guys are pretty good. 
Karen Chak currently this year has a 2.61 ERA with 68 Ks over the course of 41 innings. He is quite good, even without all the sticky stuff and whatnot. And Emmanuel Clace is currently, I think he's still the closer for the team. He's got a 2.13 ERA, and he's got 43 Ks over 38 innings, and he's saved some games for the team too, though. So those guys are elite. And you might be wondering, well, the Indians are 47 and 44. Why would they be selling? You know why? Because Jerry Reinsdorf is a, a clown. And he is not given. I've talked about this for a long time, listeners of the pod. I am very, very annoyed that the Last Dance documentary trashed Jerry Krause of the Chicago Bulls era uh, more than it trashed uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. And I know that some people might be thinking, all right, liberal, we get it. You hate the billionaire owners. Well, yeah, that's the case here. But what I'm saying is that he doesn't get enough crap for what he does. And Jerry Reinsdorf, I swear, the Cleveland Indians, ever since they made the World Series that one year in 2016 against the Cubs, they have been selling every single year. Mike Clevenger last year for the Padres, who I can't wait until he comes back. Man, I wish he was on the team right now. Um, He wasn't really a guy that people talked about being available for trade until all of a sudden the trade deadline came and then he was gone. This is a team that refuses to buy, refuses to spend money, and just keeps trading on guys. I don't think Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber, there's two star elite tier guys, are going to get traded, but like, they're definitely guys that he doesn't immediately hang up the phone on or I should say the Cleveland Indians, I should say in general, don't hang up the phone on because that's just what kind of franchise they are. And they are, the Marlins aren't the only ones that don't want to spend money, guys. It's also the Cleveland Indians. So I get very frustrated when in the Last Dance documentary that they're blaming Jerry Krause, who is no longer with us. uh, And he deserves a lot of blame for that. But also it's like, how about we blame Jerry Reinsdorf, who could have easily been like, hey, uh, Mr. Krause, uh, yeah, I own the team. Uh, We're keeping Michael Jordan. That's my idea. That's my breathtaking idea. It's revolutionary, I know. Uh, so look out for those two guys, potentially, maybe one of them, maybe not both, being on the trade uh, block just because, only because it's a conspiracy theory. It hasn't been as many rumors. But remember, things can materialize quickly. Guys can become available very quickly in these next 10 days. So that would be my advice for Padres fans. Uh, and also in general for Padres fans, as long as the Padres get any reliever that's pretty good, it doesn't even matter which one. Just anyone that's pretty solid would be very nice for me. Even a guy that has like like a little bit of a bloated ERA right now. Like, you know, Paul Fry of the Baltimore Orioles, who has a 3.82 and has been a little bit struggling lately because he had that one game against Houston where he gave up three runs and then gave up two against the White Sox. That might be just a decent reliever to add that probably won't cost anything. So that's just an example. Um, so that's really it for my trade deadline uh, sort of updates and conspiracy theories. And also, guys, before we continue, I want to give a shout out, very special shout out today, to my guy Mateo, a very special listener. From uh, the Czech Republic. How about that? And I'm being told by your dad, uh, Marek Durda. Hopefully I'm saying that name correctly. Uh, that last year, you guys won na- in the national championship, the bronze medal. And you were invited to try out for the 12U national team, going from 13 to 12. That, that's, uh, that's impressive. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I... I'm not even just saying this to be nice. You're already succeeding more, Mateo, than I did uh, as as an athlete myself growing up. Keep it up, man. That's awesome. I hear you guys are big Padres fans. Wanted to give you guys a shout-out. Uh, your dad reached out to me on Twitter and what have you. Uh, and seriously, though, that's rad. I mean, I will say, though, I killed it in dodgeball growing up. I was really – I'm not even being ironic about this. I was really good at dodgeball. But baseball, the only thing I could do is field. Uh, but let me tell you, I was not a winner. I was not particularly good. So shout-out to you, man. Congratulations. Keep on that grind and keep on that grind along with the Padres. You know who else would be proud of you? Fernando Tatis Jr. And I hear you're a fan of his. I mean, how can he not be a fan of his? So shout-out to you, Mateo and Mark. I hope you guys are doing great. Uh, and I'm glad that you guys are listening to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
hopefully I can uh, cheer you guys up whenever you're on your way to practices and whatnot. Because uh, hey, let me tell you another insider about me. I was not. I was always nervous before baseball practice. I'm like an introverted ex. No, I'm an extroverted introvert. I think that's the way to explain it. I would need a recharge, and sometimes it would take me a little before I warm up and then get start acting crazy. I'm a little bit more different than I act like on the podcast. But uh, shouts to you guys. Czech Republic, how about that? Who said baseball wasn't a national game, guys? And uh, now before we get into my chat, our Locked On Braves, Locked On Padres crossover, guys, let me talk to you for a quick second about Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure all these ridiculous, these very pointless questions that you're not going to understand half the time? LX, EX, four-wheel, two-wheel, turbo carbohydrate, nitrate, oxide, fuel. Nobody knows what you're talking about half the time if you're not a car person like myself. Well, you've got rockauto.com in your pocket or on your laptop or whatever your mobile device is. You can save time and money using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30 percent 50 percent even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership for example the honda odyssey fuel pump is 353 from a chain store only 216 from rock auto that's right pretty great right prices are always reliable they've been serving people online for 20 years they have everything from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet so go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go there right now rockout.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliable prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and now guys one more message and then we're talking to dylan all right, everybody, as promised, as prophesized, another new guest for the podcast. He's never been on before, despite many a Twitter interactions being the uh, covering a team that I actually enjoy greatly. And, you know, he may have some questionable anime opinions, but I am very pleased to be joined by Mr. Dylan Short, the host of Locked On Brave. Sir, how are you doing on this fine fine start of this uh this july 19th week well now i'm just kind of reeling I, I i didn't think i'd get attacked for the anime opinions over here coming from <laughs> captain one piece <laughs> no, no 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 the only it's it's i'm 99 kidding the only thing that was weird when you was when you said gohad would be uh one punch man in a fight i was like sure he would I, no, I don't know about all that, man. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't want to derail the show here, but there's a simple thing. If you can't catch him, you can't beat him. And Saitama's not catching any of those guys. I, 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 I disagree. I, I disagree, Gary. I feel like I'm okay, bad. Can, we, can we at least say that he's not beating Goku? Like Goku can literally just transmit anywhere. Not beating him. Yeah, I guess like that's where the weird, like you have to d- dive deeper into it. That part, I don't know. Because if Goku could fight against Superman, that it has to be like. But I, I'm just saying the <laughs> it's it's not like a roast either. It's he's literally One Punch Man's literally intentionally overpowered for comedy purposes. But anyway, we won't have to go down that whole route. Uh, I love Dylan. I mean, I'm excited to talk about Brave stuff because your team, man, uh, your team has Ooh. basically had. Look, I, I've said it a lot of times on my podcast because, like I said, I am a fan of the team. Them and the Mets are probably the other two teams that I've been rooting for aside from the Padres, if there was another team to come out of the NL, um, they basically been just having the year from hell uh, in literally every single facet and like every thing that could have gone bad seems to have gone bad for the Braves. Um, so I guess let's, let's start with that. 
talk about what is currently the mindset of the Braves and Braves fans, <laughs> uh, because I imagine it can't be particularly good right now. It's really not. If you ever want to see a dysfunctional family, everybody always talks about how their team's fans are, are the most dysfunctional. Uh, just peruse like Braves Twitter the night after like <laughs> last night where the bullpen completely blows a, what should have been a sweep of a really good team in the Tampa Bay Rays. And you'll kind of see every cross section of the Braves fandom. At this point, we all just kind of laugh to keep from crying. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of this is kind of textbook Atlanta, you know, two. Yep. Two innings away from a World Series that everybody thinks that they would have won last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Gave the Dodgers everything they could handle and then let Mark Melanson find his way to you guys. And um, all of a sudden, just the rug got pulled completely out from under us. That's one I like whenever whenever people say like Cleveland or Buffalo is the worst type of sports town, like for their fans, you feel the worst for their fans. I just have to scoff at them like, no, you fools. Mm-hmm. Like if you've never been to the promised land, you don't really understand what it's like. Like mm-hmm. for the Braves to be there all the time for every Atlanta sport to get there, to get to that top of the mountain mm-hmm. trip over a little pebble and then fall all the way back down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. This is a common thing across every Atlanta sport. So we're kind of used to it at this part. At this point, we're kind of just laughing like, dude, what else can possibly happen? Yeah, it's like I should knock on wood, by the way. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I'll, I'll knock on wood for you, man. I, like I said, I have no issue with the Braves. I think that it's. I think that the Braves and Atlanta sports used to be not talked about as much for being a suffering sports town. I think that you could, you could say since the Super Bowl, which I don't even want to get into because it gives me PTSD <laughs> just thinking about it. I'm serious. Like I, I was like, this could have made so many people in this country happy. It's if you beat the damn Patriots. Uh, well, but, you also had the Georgia national championship game. Oh my God. Then you had the Super Bowl. Yeah. Then you had the Braves. Then you had so, the Braves. It's yeah, just, first you had the 10-run loss to the Cardinals in a game seven. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's just – but now it's being covered more. And I think that you you raise a good point, though, about always being at the top of the mountain. And it's, that's one of the questions I'm always curious about as a sports fan. Is it better to be the, t- the fan of, like, what's worse, right? The, the Cleveland, you're just stuck in the mud all the time. You're abysmal. You're a Jets fan, right? You're one of those types. You're a Knicks fan until this year. Like, just you never have any hope whatsoever. Or is it worse to be consistently pretty great, have all this talent, and then just either choke, lose it, whatever phrase you want to kind of use it. What is actually worse experience? These days, I think the latter, because I think the former could actually become like a fun hipster culture of just yeah, being like, we have to world. find, we have to find like different ways of liking the team. Like, like Knicks fans, they're so passionate and they've found really creative ways to get into Knicks fandom. But then with the Braves, it's like I, I was rooting like crazy for them last year. And then you see what happens. And then you see what happens this year. Ronald Acuna Jr., torn ACL, which was just awful. We could have got Tatis versus Acuna for this upcoming series. You yeah, have- which we, this is, means we like two times we've had the opportunity for Acuna and Tatis. And mm-hmm. last time Tatis had the hamstring injury yep. and we missed it. This time Acuna tears his ACL. And that kind of was just kind of like the real mark of the 2021 season. But we've seen Acuna go through so many instances where it looks like he's injured bad and he somehow heals like Adrian Peterson and is back in like mm-hmm. two days. And you're like, oh, cool. He's he's superhuman. <laughs> yeah. Well, that time when when that happened, I, I kind of had that that little 
that little fleeting bit of hope like okay he's a superhuman maybe maybe he's okay maybe it's not as bad as it looked and no it was as bad as it looked yeah yeah, yeah. it's one of those yeah i love um i always think of uh when jordy i don't know why i'm thinking this now but jordy nelson uh former receiver of the packers he tore his acl in preseason one time and he walked off like yeah. pretty normally so everyone well, you know because, fantasy owners like, packers owners they're like oh maybe it was bad but was it that bad next day tore acl it's like yeah it's just well, one there of was a lot things. of that going around here where a lot of people were trashing like Atlanta's uh, their their injury team, basically mm-hmm. their their training staff for letting mm-hmm. them try to walk off the field. A lot of people don't get it. Like when you when you shred your ACL, walking in a straight line is fine. Like yeah. it's 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 when you have to move sideways where mm-hmm. things go screwy and your knee is all of a sudden like, ah, nope, don't think that's going to work. Like, it, it, you know. So that's kind of my one hope. And he, he did tear it completely through. So that sounds worse. But at least that means it's a less chance for like scar tissue to build up in the muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard they're going to do like a hamstring graft, which I guess is pretty common practice now. Instead of you no, know, as long as they don't do the cadaver ACL, which is what Chipper Jones says mm-hmm. is the reason why he got a second torn ACL. So as long as it doesn't sap any of his explosiveness, then mm-hmm. then you know, fine and dandy. He's probably he should be on track to to come around fairly early next year. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. It is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Lockdown Padres once a week. Yes, that's right. You can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here on this old podcast every day. Green Room is perfectly so easily accessible, and that's what I like about it the most. You know, you see Twitch live streams and all these things all the time where you need the perfect camera set up and you need this and that. Well, all you need is the app in this. You just download the app, you speak, you join rooms, you send gems to each other and send compliments and send questions. It's really, really great, guys. I highly recommend checking it out. You'll have a chance to chat with me this week, hopefully. I don't know. I'll be hosting a room for probably one of the Marlins games this week. But uh, I'm not totally sure uh, when I might do it. It depends on my schedule. So, guys, download the Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. And be sure to create your profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group. And follow me at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S. And then you'll be notified when my room goes live, whenever I decide to go live, uh, for one of these games this week. For one of these games this week, uh, East Coast time. Uh, either the Marlins or maybe I might do the second game. In the, no, I'm not going to do that because a lot of the guys on the West Coast who listen to this podcast are probably not out of work yet. So, yeah, probably going to do one of the Marlins, guys. But anyway, guys, uh, I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Padres whenever we do one of them green rooms. Green room changing the way we talk sports. And in a kind of a weird way, this could just be me internalizing everything. And it's this is very possible that I'm just internalizing and trying to come up with some sort of silver lining. Mm-hmm. But in a very weird way, it does allow everybody else on the team to kind of come into their own, so to speak, like because Ronald is so insanely good. A lot of the other really talented players on this team get overlooked. Like Ozzy Albies is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Ozzy Albies got completely snubbed off the top 10 list for second baseman in baseball. He is the, he, you cannot find a second baseman in baseball better than Ozzy Albies. I, there, there is nobody else that has his package. He's fast. He's got power. He's, yeah, uh, he he makes a lot of contact. He's got a good OBP. I know you're going to stroke and say Cronenworth, but Cronenworth doesn't <laughs> May count I as a full second base. You, <laughs> but it's funny because like mm. Cronenworth is an excellent player and it's a guy that I would love to have. But Ozzy is one of those guys that I actually think Ozzy is a tr- can be a true superstar in this league. There's I not agree. an area that mm-hmm. he struggles. He's good everywhere, and he's electric 
personality as well. And you talk about Freddie. Freddie started off horribly. Both of them did. The first month of the season for them, horrific. Since the, Freddie's got like a 220 WRC plus since like the start of June. He's absolutely mm-hmm. crushing the ball again. He's back to his MVP form. The Braves still have talent. You can't replace Acuna. You kind of, they'll have to play a different style of ball, but it is going to allow somebody like Ozzy Albies to, instead of being the Robin, to maybe jump up to being a Nightwing type character and like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I am my I own like guy here. I'm I not like just that. a sidekick, you know? <laughs> I like that. And that was really good. That's like my Instead last of the Batman, hope. the Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really good. It's just very, you know, and and, and what's so unfortunate is, you know, and, and you raise a good point. My only Cronenworth thing was that uh Gavin Lux did not belong on the finalist thing. I was no, fine if and I love got Gavin it. Lux. Yeah, I love I was Gavin fine. Lux. <laughs> I was but like, listen, look. dude, like you can't like everybody shreds the PCL. Javi, you could go join the PCL right now and you probably hit 20 bombs. Like that <laughs> that league is literally a launching pad. Mm-hmm. So that's my only uh, thing. And I, look, even the Padres fans, I had to calm them down. I was like, look, guys, you all right, sure, there's some areas we could argue Cronenworth, but I'm not going to be upset if it's Ozzy Albies. The, the Gavin Lux thing, oh, heck no with that. But I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Cronenworth. I, I've been trying for a long time to figure out a way that I could. Uh, I was hoping Hassan Kim would do really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I could be like, hey, try and try and bring Cronenworth over here. And, you know, <laughs> but unfortunately, Kim wasn't quite major league ready coming over. So. That might have gotten nipped in the bud. I hope you're enjoying the shark, though, that we oh, so lovingly very didn't much give enjoyed. a contract. I'm very much enjoying the shark. Basically got him for, I mean, if you just look at relievers of what he's doing, it's probably the cheapest on the, the market at his level right now. It's been it's been absolutely delightful. And it's he's look, got a the shot Padres season. season. Mm-hmm. He's got a yeah. shot at a 50 save season, man. And for like what, five million dollars? Don't get me wrong. He makes you nervous just because every inning lasts about yep. 35 minutes. But <laughs> yep. if you just look at the totality of his stats, he's been pretty great this year, despite what Padres fans may have you believe. But just just one more thing I want to add on to this, just because in case people for some reason don't know, uh, it's not just Acuna. This is, like I said, it's a full season of sadness. You have Mike Soroka, who suffered the setback. You have, hold on, I'm blanking on the pitcher's name who punched the bench. Uh, Oscar Anoa, he'll be back. Oscar Anoa, uh, who punches the bench and injures himself. <laughs> then you have the Marcelo Zuna stuff, which is like, like an actually serious. Not as, that's not a funny thing, like the uh, you know oh, that's thing. a um, that's that's a whole thing. And that was a guy that they just gave a big contract to. He was really important on their postseason run last year. And then there's probably someone else hurt that I can't even remember right now. Travis Darno went down like the Travis Darno. I mean, who who finally breaks out last year? He's literally on my fantasy team. It was wonderful. And it's just in every kind of way, you know, and you just talked about Albies and some of these guys that are underrated, but I guess talk about what are the other players on the Braves, because at this point, they're definitely losing a lot of depth right now. And they've been struggling with what is probably, I don't want to say a lost season yet, but it is a season that is very, very obviously not going the so way. Uh, if everybody in the division weren't also a dumpster fire, then mm-hmm. it would be a lost season. But mm-hmm. I've kind of, I talked with Sully about this where like, I don't buy into the whole idea of sell as soon as you can uh, and, and restock for the next season. If you, if you look at the teams that go that route, it's always the same teams that are the sellers and always the same teams that are the buyers. And there's a reason for that. You do need to like windows in baseball are a myth. You have to take advantage when you can. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that agreed. One of the reasons why I was super upset with Alex Anthopoulos versus uh, what y'all did 
this offseason where, hey, we're a super awesome team. Now let's just go out and go get Blake Snell for nothing. Give up Luis Patino. Okay, let's go mm-hmm. get you Darvish for literally spare parts, which was the one that made me the most mad because I've been stumping for you Darvish in Atlanta since 2018. Uh, and to see him go for that type of package, I was so furious because the Braves could have beaten that package quite easily. Uh, at this point in the season, though, I mean, you look around and the offense has started to hit very well. The offense isn't isn't bad. Their, their OPS is, I believe, they're number five or number seven in baseball. Uh, offensively, they're, they're starting to hit their stride. They've been kind of all or nothing for large portions of the season. But lately, they've done well. They just added Jock Peterson in there, who's good for mashing a few homers now and then. When Austin Riley gets hot, there's, there's not many better yeah. hitters in baseball. The right spot on the team. I, sure. I'm not a Dansby Swanson fan, but if you if you're if you're at home, like if you're at Truist, then Dansby can rake. Uh, Orlando Arcia has been a revelation since coming over, and they kind of wasted an extra month of him in AAA. They've got some pieces. Guillermo Guillermo Heredia came out of nowhere to be a really good player. Now he's turned back into Guillermo Heredia lately, but the team <laughs> overall, they've got they've got the ability to score four, five, six runs a game. The starting pitching has been really good over the last month. Charlie Morton figured himself back out. Oscar Anoa was dominant to start the season. Max Freed is Max Freed. So he, yes, he struggled early, but he, he's Max Freed. He'll still find a way to, to be really good. Drew Smiley's been outstanding his last seven or six of his last seven starts. Like the, the pitching staff is rounded into form, the starting. It's just that bullpen, man. And it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult when literally every member of your bullpen is unreliable and literally every member of your bullpen will blow games that have no business blowing games to like take this series with the race. For example, AJ Minter blew two different games. Luke Jackson was awful after he'd been great the whole first half. Tyler Matzik can't throw a strike since they took away the sticky icky. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten to be bad news bears over here as far as that bullpen. And while it sucks to see even that part is quintessential Atlanta sports. Like you're not going to win with that bullpen. But that gives you just enough hope knowing that, hey, bullpen is the easiest thing to fix. So even then, they can't just take that full rug out from under me. They're leaving me holding that little string of grass. Like, hey, there's still just a tiny bit of hope. And cut, everybody. That is it for part one of my chat with Mr. Dylan Short of the Locked On Braves podcast. Before we wrap up today's show, let me just quickly talk to you about a podcast about betting. Specifically, Locked On Bets. It doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, the lock of the day and all the things that they highlight, they're always right. Like, not always, but they're they're right so many times. They called the Giants victory yesterday, which at first didn't look great because Gosman gave up a couple runs. But seriously... Uh, those guys are killing it over there, so go check out Locked on Bets, guys. In terms of the future of this podcast, tomorrow I'm going to be t- continuing my chat with Dylan Short. Also going to be recapping today's game. Hopefully there's not another uh, rainout or anything, or else I'll figure out something else to talk about. But going to be recapping uh, tonight's game, the events that transpired there, and then part two of the crossover. And hopefully later this week, going to be talking with Aram Layton of Locked on Marlins for a divisional crossover with because we're playing the Marlins this week. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. And don't worry, I will be asking about Starling Javier Marte. That's right. His middle name is Javier. What better player for the Padres to be interested in? Come on. Let's do it. Let's do it, AJ Preller. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark magic master over there. I know you're up to something, AJ Preller. He might even do a trade by the time you guys listen to this podcast. That's how crazy that man is. Uh, But with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. 
Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever. Overcast is an app I use, wherever you want. Uh, if you don't mind, also send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.